Welcome in to all of you now on the network. Good to have you today on this Thursday. Thursday, August 17th. Man, flying by. Bill Michaels Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Grant Bill's producing. If you want to get a hold of us over on Twitter, you can do it at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or uh, at Wisco Grant. And uh, you can listen on Instagram, or uh, excuse me, uh, you can pay attention on Instagram, but listen on Facebook. You can watch the show, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Instagram is The Bill Michaels Show as well. Uh, you can follow and subscribe on YouTube, and that's a great way to get the program sent to you damn near every day. Um, well, in fact, every day we're on, as a matter of fact. But go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And there's the Twitch app, which is a video app, a Kick app, which is a video app. We're on both of those also. And you can always email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, but there's the Zone Madison app. That's uh, probably the best way to listen to the program. Take us anywhere and everywhere. Uh, and if you got an office building or something maybe the signal doesn't reach into, the app is the best way to go. Uh, and you can listen after the fact, too, the Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever your popular podcasts are distributed. Uh, listen for us and look for us there as well. But those are the three big ones, I think, that we're on each and every day. So good stuff. And uh, a reminder... Um, that uh, we got the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, and I was down at the Harley-Davidson Museum yesterday, which is the start point. I want to remind people that's the start point for the ride this year, the Harley-Davidson Museum. And they've got the HDQ going on that whole weekend. Uh, it starts on that Thursday and goes all the way through the weekend. And uh, HDQ is kind of like a barbecue, but it's the Harley-Davidson version of a barbecue. They're going to have a big pig roast. They're going to have a bunch of different events going on. They have the motor clothes sales, the merchant tents. Uh, they've got music. Uh, I know Mama Tried guys are going to be down there as well. We had those guys. Uh, Scott from Mama Tried was on the air with us out in Sturgis, South Dakota. And uh, they got all that going on. But uh, we are going to be kind of the uh, – all of that is the lead-up to the motorcycle ride on Sunday, September 3rd. And we can't do any of this without you, so please, if you can, if you're watching right now and you want to scan that QR code, it will take you right to pre-registration. Uh, where we have some great prizes for uh, for three lucky winners of pre-registration. And uh, and great odds, too, by the way. I mean, I think if we, even if we set a record from last year, last year we had four over 460 people pre-registered. You figure three out of 460 is not bad odds, as opposed to people paying a bunch of money for, like, the lottery. So uh, three people are going to walk away with some great prizes. Uh, one's a whiskey basket. To, uh, the second one is a, a weekend getaway. Uh, at Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. And another uh, lucky couple is going to be heading to uh, Chicago with us for the opener, uh, for Jordan Love's first game, the opener between the Packers and the Bears, an overnight stay at the Chicago Grand Sheraton Riverwalk Hotel. So we're going to do all of that. And uh, who knows, beverages with myself and Mike Clements. <laughs> so maybe Michael Singh. But we got all that going on. So we can't do any of this without you. So please, if you can, uh, come and join us uh, on the program. So. Uh, Mike Clemens was just on with us, for those that did not get a chance to hear it. Uh, and there's just a segment. Uh, and, and Grant, uh, I want to – did you get that by any chance? Did you get him talking about the kicking game? I got Mike talking about the kicking. I have the full interview. Give me 10 seconds and I can find kicking specifically for it. Okay, let's – because we'll, we'll play the rest of it back later in the program. But I, I want to just do what Mike had to say about the kicking game. And the reason I bring it up was something that we discussed uh, early on. Uh, yesterday we were meeting down at the Harley Davidson Museum and 
Um, I had a gentleman that came up to me, and if, if it's been said once, it's been said a thousand times. It's, are you worried, and are they going to bring back Mason Crosby? And I keep saying they're not going to bring back Crosby, and they're going to work with uh, Anders Carlson as much and as long as they have to, you know. And I, I just believe that that is going to be a very much a work in progress. Uh, but uh, when some kicks are just incredibly bad or poor, how much then does that shorten the leash? And it's, you know, uh, when you when you listen to what Mike has to say about it um, and about where the kicking game is at, it changed my think. It changed my thinking a little bit. Um, so I have to admit that I'm a little, um, maybe, maybe I'm kind of swaying myself to the same side of the stage that you all, all are on when it comes to the kicking game, because you, you just, if it's just not there, you, you, you got to move on and you know, you got to. Take a listen to what Mike had to say, and then uh, then we'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk about it some more. But this is Mike Clemens talking about the kicking game right now in Green Bay. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because, you know what, if Mason Crosby was still here, uh, you wouldn't be concerned about it. And, you know, Belichick's got 38 Nick Folk here, uh, just in case the young kicker he's got in camp, you know, doesn't, doesn't pan out. He made his kicks uh, yesterday, but... It's just another one's head scratchers. So we talked about, uh, you know, he's, he, Anders Carlson is kicking about 70% for camp. He misses two point after touchdowns, though, in, in Cincinnati in good conditions. Then he misses one inside the Hudson Center the other day. Then yesterday, there's a little bit of a crosswind out here. It picked up at other times, but they were doing two minutes. So he had a hurry up, run, step, plant, kick just as if you would as time was expiring to try and kick the winning field goal. I think he was from about 40 out. It was the worst field goal attempt I've ever seen in all the years I've been out here to practice. It was horrible. I mean, there's wow. there's fans they pull out of the stands at family night that have better kicks. It, this thing went up. It went sideways. It never got end over end. It kind of floated, and it fell at about the 12-yard line. And today, LaFleur said, was asked, was that the win or was that a missed kick? And he said, no, he's got too strong of a leg. It was a missed kick. There you go. Uh, I mean, he's kicking 70% in camp, which is not good enough. you got to be at least 85% or better. He's got a strong leg, and he's just, he's the shankopotamus. Just bad. And uh, that tone, because Mike Clemens is usually pretty optimistic, that tone that Mike's using and the description of a guy with a big leg who kicks one that never goes end over end, it, it basically a knuckleball floater, that then falls dead at the 12-yard line, it, it it's embarrassingly bad, and it, you know, it, it, is is it a concentration thing? Most likely, it, it's just that, as Mike said, it's in his head, and so at some point you got to figure out: is this going to be something that lingers, or is this something going to be 
where he just needs a couple of good kicks and get some confidence and continue to move on. Or because sometimes, and I think you and I have all done this, anybody that's ever played golf has done this, where you kind of think to yourself, okay, elbow in, you know, slow back swing, you know, twist your hips, bring it forward, and everything comes together, right? Everything comes together. And you get great tra- uh, trajectory, you're down the middle, 220, 250 yards, whatever it happens to be. And you do it three or four or five times. And you're thinking about it, and you're, you're doing okay, right? You're concentrating. And then it becomes something that you're doing on the common. And by that sixth or seventh hole, you're kind of like, oh, I got this, you know. And then you just, you know, all of a sudden you're ripping one into the woods, and you're like, what did I do? And it's because you're not concentrating anymore. And it sounds like that's the issue, that he's thinking about it so much, but he's not concentrating on the technical and making sure that he's doing things correctly. It's kind of like just going out and winging it. I got a big leg. I'll just go kick it. You know, okay. So anyway, it sounds like that's where he's at. And I know that the Packers bring in, you know, everybody from, you know, physical type of people that can help you with your, your swing to sports psychologists who can help you block out all the other thoughts or the things that you shouldn't be doing to increase your concentration level on the things you should be doing. So I, 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 but I wonder, as Mike said, it was the worst kick he's ever seen. I wonder after not only seeing what he did in Cincinnati, but seeing that it's only 70% in practice and some of these kicks are embarrassingly bad. I wonder what the leash length is for Anders Carlson. And that call with Mike today when he called in from practice and we asked him about it, that uh, for as much as I thought, yeah, Anders Carlson, he's going to be here for almost the entire season. They're going to work with him as much as they can unless things get horrifically bad. It sounds like things are beginning to trek towards just really bad. I don't know about horrifically bad, but just really bad. And you've got to wonder how long the leash is going to be. So in listening to that description, uh, Grant, does that change your, 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 your thought, your commentary on the kicking game? I mean, 12 yard, the 12-yard line, Bill. It's not like he right. was a yard or two short. When Mike said that, although my brain was distracted at the image of Mike playing music in a bar trying to pick up women, uh, I could even think, oh, wait, it fell at the 12-yard line? Oh, my God, that's not... That's not a, a a slight miss. That is truly probably one right. of the worst kicks that Mike's ever seen. I, I don't know. That's got to jump out to other players. It's one thing if the kicker misses a kick, but if some of those veterans turn and look, and they're like, dude, you're coming up 15 yards short. What are we doing here? That makes it worse. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was that was. Yeah, that was a, a, a really bad. <laughs> I mean, a great description, but a really bad effort, if you will. When it comes and and kicking, look, like I said, as a kicker, that's all you do. You're kicking. I mean, I don't know how many times a, a camp they're having him kick, or if maybe while the rest of the team is out, you know, on the practice field, he's inside the Hudson Center trying to split the uprights. But you know, I mean, that's all you do, and that's what I said. Like, it's one thing if you just miss, and guys are like, hey man, great effort, get them next time. It's another thing if they're like driving down and they put you at the forty for a forty-yard field goal. And you just just put one at the 12-yard line. They're going to look at you like, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're a comical mess. So, yeah, you wonder how much longer that uh, 
that kicking game is going to have its its I, at some point. Don't you figure Goodikins has to bring in competition? Don't I mean you 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 just can't let that sit. You eventually you got to bring somebody else in just to say, dude, <laughs> maybe we made a mistake. We'll just have to cut you loose. You know you you. You may have to go learn with somebody else. You may be a great kicker with somebody else, but we, we just don't have time like this for you to do the shankopotamus thing and be shanking kicks all over the joint with us. You can't cost us games unless they believe they're not going to win that many games to begin with. But I, I still I go back to the scenario of, boy, game one in Chicago. It's a 37-yarder. All you got to do is split the uprights, game over, you walk off with a win, and you blast one to where it only goes to the 12-yard line via knuckleball? Ooh. I can't even imagine. You may not get on the plane or bus ride back to back to, back to to Green Bay via the fans. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You got a thought? Uh, we'd love to hear from it uh, from you. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, plenty of stuff to get to today as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com, uh, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Love this place. You know it. And uh, whether it's bourbons and whiskeys, good you know, glass of Buffalo Trace or something to that extent, or an Angel's Envy or, or Old Forester, uh, you got the uh, cigar going, or maybe a hookah. They have you know great beers on tap as well. And a live entertainment on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It is a terrific place to go and catch a game, catch some music, just relax, enjoy a night out with friends. Downtown Waukesha. If you haven't discovered it already, discover it. It's worth it. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Terrific deal past the midway point of the season. Skipper Buds, they still have boat sales. They have some service uh, and storage. If you're thinking about uh, storing your boat this year, getting it winterized and then storing it, getting it off your property, making sure it's taken care of, they do that as well. They shrink wrap them if you uh, need them to do that. If you don't have a cover for it, they can do it so they keep the critters out and all that kind of stuff. Get a hold of our friends uh, over at Skipper Buds. Todd is the GM over there. Ask, call and ask for Todd. Say, Todd, Bill Michael sent me. Heard you have some great deals, whether it's storage, whether it's a new boat, a used boat. I need some service on my boat. I just uh, ended up hitting a dolphin, whatever it happens to be by accident. Okay, uh, I'm on my way. And then drop it off. 262-544-1200. That's 262-544-1200. That's Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. It's where I go. It's where I store my boat. It's where I get all the work done. You know that uh, if you listen to the program, and they can help you as well. They're just great people over there. Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. Um, 877-867-1670, If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and give us a shout uh, regarding the kicking situation with the Green Bay Packers if you want to chime in. Um this one, uh, this one's from Jennifer, who says uh, people are coming down on a kicker who has not missed or made a kick in the regular season yet. Why are people so concerned? Uh, well, Jennifer, you know, again, like Mike said, if you had Mason Crosby in camp, who's been pretty much automatic throughout his career, 
you don't worry. But, I, you know, look, when the Bears got rid of Robbie Gold, when the, the Patriots got rid of uh, Adam Vinatieri, they thought they were getting old, they were too much money, time to cut them loose. And then all of a sudden you go through this laundry list of kickers before you find somebody that actually is accurate and good. Um, kickers, like I said, you only highlight them when they're bad. It 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 is a deflating and angering position when they're not good, for lack of a better term. And when you have a good one, you always take them for granted. And I've said that I, I go back to last year when Mason Crosby was you know hitting kickoffs down to the one yard line, and people are saying get rid of him, he's a bum. And I said, well, wait a minute. The fact that he puts points on the board, pretty much on the consistent. Now, he's not kicking them from beyond 50, but from 49 and in, he was pretty much automatic and had a tremendous percentage last year. And I said, you blow this guy out, and you're going to be screaming. And right now, that appears to be the case. Because until you can find another good one, they're, they're not a dime a dozen. It's not easy to just go find a kicker that can come in, and especially in the elements that Lambeau Field can present. It's not easy to just go find another one and go, no problem. You know, plug and play. We're good. No. No. You know, you got, don't forget, right after the uh, the Bears, no Robbie Gold. You had double doink, man. <laughs> we'll never forget double doink, right, against those Philadelphia Eagles in the postseason. So, and don't forget about, you know, Carlson for the Minnesota Vikings. And who was the other guy that shanked one? They were playing Seattle, and that, that's back when they were playing in uh, TCF Bank Stadium still. Blair really, Walsh. Blair Walsh. Thank you very much. Blair Walsh. And he, he that, was a, that was an epic Paul Allen meltdown on the air as well. When Paul Allen said, place, kick, he missed it and then went nuts. And that was it. That was the end of their postseason. So, you know, when you you don't have one, you hold your breath every damn time. Every damn time. And it's it's not something you really, really want to relish. Well, Bill, Daniel Carlson's gone on to have a good career with the Raiders. And Blair Walsh, I'll have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure he had a successful stint with the Seahawks. Sometimes these young kickers, they come into the league and they struggle on their first team and they kind of play their way out of the city. Right, because right. they have a big a big moment that fans will never let go. So they they kind of have to move on naturally. And maybe you know if Carlson struggles in Green Bay, that happens. The Packers lose a game because of a missed kick, and the Packers go to him, and it's like this is all the fans are ever going to think about. It's all they're ever going to remember. So th- sometimes kickers only start to be successful at their second stop. Mm-hmm. We've seen that right. in the past. Yep, you're on one hundred percent correct. And then then you know people are saying oh my god you couldn't figure it out here well maybe it's just it like right now with Anders Carlson it seems to be in his head it seems to be mental at this point. and i can't believe we spent what now three segments on kicking for the green bay pack normally it's it's something you don't talk about you say ah oh, is Mason Crosby Crosby going to be on the team this year and how much is he making okay and then you get the handful of fans that say ah oh, he sucks you can't put it in the end zone consistently and blah 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 and he's lowest in touchbacks and okay and then i always remind you but he's putting points on the board Oh, but he can't hit from 49 or more. He can't hit from 50. Okay, but that doesn't come up that often. But he's consistent. Okay. Now you got a guy that <laughs> is missing PATs, and he's kicking a 40-yard field goal to the 12-yard line. 
because he shanked the hell out of it. Just keep that in mind. Though I will say this. I've always thought to myself, I wish I had a way to go back and search in all the different things that I've received over the years for the people that complain all the time about a particular player or position, and then to go back and say, aha, because people do it to me all the time, to go back and say, I told you so, uh, because I, 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 we, need, we need that button. You know, we need that I told you so button. Not to be a jerk, but just to say, you know, every, for everybody that thinks they know everything, you have to keep an open mind because you have to understand the pros and cons and why things are done a certain way. And, and for the most part, there's the squeaky wheel that just bitches, complains, and moans about everything. These are the same people that said, well, the Packers won't win two Super Bowls in a row. I told you so. So who can't enjoy one, they just have to complain about the next one. That's, that's the group that, that's out there going, ah, I told you so. Got rid of Mason Crosby. Well, now you got Sanders Carlson, and you got a guy that can't kick a 40-yard field goal without hitting a knuckleball. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Chuck says, tell people, uh, the people that uh, were criticizing Crosby a few years ago are probably the same ones who now want him back. Um, let's see here. Oh, geez. People getting into that. There's some really weird stuff going on over on the... It's like the live stream puts on its own show. They get into arguments and yell at each other, and, and sometimes you're reading stuff, and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Just, I have no idea what's going on over there. That is a whole other show within itself. <laughs> sometimes you just got to watch the show to watch the comments over in the live stream. And if you if you dare to jump into that pool and chime in, so be it. Uh, this is from Mark. Mark says, uh, you're right, Unit. This is a lot of conversation about a kicker. We never talk about kickers. We've been pretty blessed in Green Bay over the years. Uh, your thoughts on how long uh, he will last? Uh, and, again, I don't know. I At first I thought he'd probably be – if if things are, are not great but relatively consistent and getting better, okay. You know, you, you'll go – you'll give him six, seven, eight games in before you decide, hey, maybe we need to make a change. Uh, but if – you know, you're having practice, you're only hitting 70%, and you're running the two-minute drill and getting out there at 40 yards, and you're going thump and dropping a 40-yard punt at the 12-yard line via knuckleball, that, that's, you know, well, think about it, because if you're kicking it from a 40-yarder, that's from the 30. So you, you just kicked one 17 yards. It went up, and it, it fell down. It, like, got shot out of the air like a lame duck, right? So... Uh, let's do this. We'll uh, take a quick break. And, uh, yes, uh, Jeff says, was Paul Allen the famous audio that screamed a no? It was. But that audio was not from the the kick. That audio, the no, that was from going back to when the Cardinals, the wide receiver pool, caught the touchdown pass against the Vikings when the Packers were at home kicking the hell out of the Denver Broncos because Mike Shanahan decided to sit everybody. Uh, it was the last game of the season. Packers were winning and dominating. The last play of the game in Arizona, Poole catches the pass, does the double tap toe, gets it into the end zone. Cardinals beat Vikings. Therefore, the and because the Packers won, the Vikings got knocked out of the playoffs, and the Packers went on to win the NFC North. That's where the no came from. 
So the I can't believe what I just saw. That came from when Brett Favre uh, threw the Aaron Pass in the game in New Orleans. So this isn't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Right. This is a Detroit. This is a Super Bowl. Incredible so, yes. line. Absolutely. And I don't know how Detroit came into that. <laughs> that's. I don't either. That's what I don't know. I've never I, I don't know why it. he just he just. <laughs> I mean, he's he can't be a fan of any Detroit Lions fan at this point, you know. Uh, or can't be a fan favorite because he just fired it off. Like, Detroit was just the whipping post for yeah. a long time. Lions That's fans are sitting at home like, what did we – we're not even playing. Right? What the They're hell? watching the game going, what do we do? Yeah. What, 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 we're just – I just I just ate wings. What did I do? You know? And they just got beat up on for no apparent reason. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, there you go. That was the uh, the infamous kick. So that wasn't the no, but that is uh, one of the Paul Allen, are you kidding me calls. Love that. Love that. Speaking of uh, Minnesota, uh, Rick says, hey, Bill, when does the weekly Paul Charchian segment start? Uh, I'm playing some fantasy for the first time in two decades. Want to know? Uh, Paul uh, Charchian will begin joining us next Thursday. Next Thursday. Churchill, uh, Churchill will be back with us. Charge, by the way, and I had mentioned this yesterday, I, I, he said he was traveling. And then yesterday, uh, I got some pictures uh, as I, he had texted and said he was traveling. I said, oh, that's great. Enjoy it. I assumed they were in the RV. Sure enough, I don't know where he's at, but the dude looks like a lumberjack. He's bearded. He's in the mountains. He's got his dogs and Roxy, and they're traveling in the, uh, in the, the travel trailer that they have. And but he's like at a, a twelve thousand foot elevation somewhere, and uh, man, he's whatever the wherever they're at, it's beautiful. But uh, yeah, Paul Charchi and he and Paul's normally a very svelte, very well kept, you know, kind of a jeans and a shirt and a, and a sport coat kind of guy, you know. And I didn't even recognize him. I'm like, holy crap! Somewhere there's a lumberjack camp missing the lumberjack. Uh, so we'll we'll talk to him next week. So there you go. But he'll be there. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hey, uh, a follow-up to what we were talking about yesterday. Uh, Grant, did you see the whole Michael Orr story with uh, the blind side and the lawsuit and such that's going on? We talked about that? Yeah, and I saw there was a, a clip of the Tuies that resurfaced or something. Did I see that this morning? Yeah, they've been doing, they've been replaying, I guess uh, ESPN did a documentary on it. And the Tui interview with the, the kids and the parents and all of that. And then draft night to where he had the whole family, uh, including Sandra Bullock and everybody on stage with him and, and all of that. So all of that uh, and, and somewhere in an award show, he was part of that. Uh, but the Tuies now, because they're being sued, 
the Tuies now have dropped the conservatorship. So in the first, you know, act of this lawsuit, and many people are like, ah, okay, so they really were the people that were making money off of his image. Because they still, to this day, he's 36, 37 years old, and they still had a conservatorship binding document with him. And it's like, the guy's grown up. He's, he's a grown-ass man, played in the NFL. He's made his money. Why, why, are they, why do they still have a conservatorship when it comes to his money? And so they have now agreed to uh, basically tear up the contract. And that leads a lot of people to go, okay, so they really were making money off of his image. So that's the first salvo that has uh, not only been fired, but uh, uh, the result of the first salvo, I guess, more so than anything. But, yeah. It's a little bit of a red flag when you look on Twitter, on Facebook, and I see all these pictures of the Tuies posing with him in different places. Like, it's Mm -hmm. one thing, you know, parents night at a football game. Totally, but... They're dressed up. They're on the sideline. They're on stage with him at the NFL draft. I, yep. I, it's it's weird. I had a high school coach once tell me, like, it, he always thought it was weird when coaches wanted to be in all the pictures with the kids. He's like, no, 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 you guys take the picture with the trophy or, or this and that. And right. I never forgot about that. And it's weird how they're always dressed up and they're always posing with them. It's a little weird. Right. No, I, I want to, it was like they just were just dripping in spotlight. And it, yeah, when you now at, at, at hindsight being what it is, you look back and you think, oh, what a great picture, what a happy family, and they're sharing this together. Now you look back and you go, oh, were they really just media whores, and were they really just, you know, kind of bringing him in for the money? Because the argument has always been that they were big time Ole Miss supporters, and they saw this kid that had this just epic ability when it came to playing the offensive line and offensive tackle and they needed one that maybe Ole Miss reached out and said hey get this guy and so they just basically brought him into their house to gear him towards Ole Miss so and that was always the argument that they not only sent him to Ole Miss but that they capitalized off of his fame and fortune via the NFL and uh, to me I'm like you know if the guy was 18 he entered into a conservatorship just to get him into the NCAA okay I get it. That's one thing. But to keep that conservatorship until now, dude's dude's going to be 40 in a few years. Why are you governing his money? When, and the guy's not an idiot. He's got agents and such for this. So now you now you find out, you're kind of like, well, okay, maybe uh, there is something in all of this. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Mark listening to us in Janesville. Mark, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing good, Bill. Thanks. Hey, listen, they should have got rid of this kicker yesterday. Um, what makes him think that he's going to be able to go into a, a, a stadium where he's never kicked before in front of, in front of 70,000 people when the, you know, when the pressure's really on and he, they're going to have confidence in him making that kick. Um, this, this might change the whole game plan of the, of the Packers because the coach LaFleur, he's not going to have confidence in this guy. So they're going to have to go for fourth downs when normally you just trot out uh, Crosby and he makes it. He makes a three-pointer. You know, so, yeah, this, this, he, they should have got rid of this guy yesterday or, or three three days ago. Um, yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, they got to bring in competition. He's probably, if he's not looking at kickers to get right now, you know, he's, he's stupid because 
this is, you know, a good point is sometimes these guys, it takes them a while to catch on. This guy doesn't have it right now. He may later, but not now. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. I, I look at it as at least, I agree with you, at least bring in competition. Uh, right now, you don't have anybody else there. You got Anders Carlson, that, that's it. At least bring in competition. Somebody that's going to drive this guy to be better. I mean, I, I, I guess on one hand, you're talking about, look, look, it, let's be honest. It, this is not the fragility of an ego via Aaron Rodgers. This is a, a rookie fighting for a job in an NFL training camp, right? Okay, the whole thing about you know, well, we don't want to you know screw him up, and we don't want to. Who cares? Who cares? Hasn't made one kick in the NFL. Hasn't made one. Who cares? At this point, I'd be bringing in two, three kickers, saying, "Guys, go get it," and we're going to figure out who the best is. I, I, I for one, would appreciate that as a fan. And the fact that you are then willing to say, hey, maybe this guy had a sixth round. This is the reason I absolutely positively hate drafting kickers. Punters, same thing. Unless you are head and shoulders above everybody else. And I said it the day after the draft. When we came on this show on Monday, I said I looked at this and I started talking about things. We talked about the draft. We talked about Jaden we talked about the Tavian Wicks. We talked about Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and getting those guys in the second and third round. We talked about even Sean Clifford. Hey, they picked a quarterback. A little bit of competition, a little bit of pressure, just in case. Who knows? Colby Wooden, we talked about that fourth round. And then you think to yourself, you know what? You got that sixth-round pick. You got Carl's Bro- Carl Brooks. Okay, maybe you could have added another wide out. Maybe you could have done this. Kind of, and instead, they got Anders Carlson. They picked him in the sixth round. And I'm like, Look, I, I don't think he was ever going to be drafted. You could have picked him up as a street-free agent. I would have appreciated that. But instead, you you used a draft pick on a kicker. Whew. No. Hate that. Hate it. Hate it. Did Mike Sherman not teach us anything? Seriously, did Mike Sherman not teach us anything? B.J. Sander. Three words. Really, two letters in a word. B.J. Sander. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, nah, baby, not. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. More opinion. Mark and James will have it. Bring in competition. Now, I don't know about cutting them because it's very tough to find a big leg. But you need an accurate leg. No doubt about it. You've got to find an accurate leg. Need to be better. Right? Thomas says, BJ, oh, no. <laughs> I have flashbacks. I wake up in the middle of the night. You know, and if you're, you know, you wake up and your neighbors hear you in the middle of the night screaming, BJ, it's not what you think. It's because I'm having a flashback about the punting game. Just throwing it out there. So, you know, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there, Kane and Kane Jewelers. They are in West Bend. They want to rock your world. Good people. Andy Kane, his wife, Jen. And they got a great staff, very knowledgeable. If you're looking for an engagement ring, a wedding ring, an anniversary wing, ring, wedding bands, pendants, earrings, they carry it all. Check out our friends at Kane & Kane Jewelers. They are worth the drive to West Bend. You can even set up an appointment to go in and look at something specific. They And they also feature the Hearts on Fire Diamond, which is a, a tremendous diamond. 
when they talk about the the, the, car- the carrots and the cuts and the clarity and such. So check them out in West Bend. Go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com, KaneJewelry.com. Check out what Andy Kane and the staff have to offer, as well as when you go to the website, Andy's got the uh, the Buy Like a Guy podcast, and that's pretty good. I like that because he makes me laugh every now and then. Andy's a very dry sense of humor guy, but he's got a great podcast, and they talk about everything from bourbons and whiskeys to diamonds. So check it out. Again, KaneJewelry.com, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show, we continue on. Email here from our buddy uh, Steve. Steve says, uh, Hey, good day, guys. I have always been in agreement with you on Mason Crosby. Mason Money Crosby, as he calls him. At uh, least the Packers need to bring in another kicker into camp to compete with Carlson. Uh, perhaps some competition will have him step it up a bit. My question is, will he get booed on Saturday if and when he misses? Ooh, a rookie preseason booed. Yes. Yes. I believe so. And even more so, if it happens again in the third and final preseason game, that one being at Lambeau. But then he goes on the road for a couple of weeks where he's got the ability to get some redemption. But, I again, you know, Windy City, yada, yada, yada. But you miss one down at uh, down at Soldier to cost the Packers. And God forbid in perfect conditions in Mer- the Mercedes-Benz Dome down in Georgia taking on the Atlanta Falcons and you miss one there. Oof. Can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. By the time he gets – he may not even make it back to Lambeau Field. Um. Steve says, uh, just as pathetic as Carlson is, so are the Brewers' bats right now. I mean, really, five hits in two games? Are you kidding me? I agree that they were hanging their heads early and they were out of that game. They should have been waving a white flag. Matt Arnold will have some serious uh, work to do in the offseason to bring some life to this offense. Another question is, I have, uh, is there an update on Garrett Mitchell? No, I have not heard anything on Garrett Mitchell. Then again, he was not really even supposed to be doing anything baseball-related until after August. So there was the thought that maybe he, you know, if the Brewers made it to the postseason, that maybe if he was capable of coming back or was rehabbing early or something. But, no, I haven't heard a word. That's a great question. Uh, Nothing as far as I know uh, against uh, or for Garrett Mitchell. So I haven't heard a word. Garrett, uh, um, Grant, have you? Have you heard anything on Garrett Mitchell? I saw a report from McCalvey a couple days ago that maybe there's an inside shot late, late in the season, maybe, yeah. but it, it seemed like it was always going to be a long shot, right? That's yeah. nothing new, but nothing right. other than that report, no. Yeah, I haven't seen anything specific about it either, so, yep, I get it. Uh, 877-867-1670, this is from Terry. Terry says, uh, hey, guys, uh, the worry about the kicking game is nonsense, 
Uh, we have to worry about the offense actually putting the ball in scoring position, whether it's field goal or into the end zone. Uh, I have a lot of concerns about the offense and about Jordan Love to begin with. I'm going to laugh. Oh, he's a Bears fan. I'm going to laugh my way to the bank. If Jordan Love drives all the way down the field and your kicker blows it in the end and the Bears ultimately reign supreme, bear down Chicago Bears. That's from Terry. Terry, you are – I love when Bears fans jump in because now they have this glimmer of hope. And the only reason I bring this up is because – the Packers did their due diligence. Their general managers saw two guys that were worth taking who happened to be Hall of Famers, and they whooped your ass on the consistent. In the meantime, you have gone through a slew of quarterbacks, quarterbacks you've traded to get, quarterbacks you've traded up to get, you've stuck with, coaches that have been bad, and because of your own ineptitude, you have not had the ability on the consistent to compete with the Green Bay Packers. And now that the Packers have come maybe to your level, rather than you rising up and getting better, you had to sit there and hold your breath and wait for the Packers to get worse to finally jump onto that bear down Chicago bear crap. And by the way, the only time you ever bear down is either childbirth or taking a crap. So the only time you're going to tell me to bear down is all of a sudden <laughs> when the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers, all of a sudden you're jumping to the top of the chair and screaming to the mountaintops, bear down? Come on, man. That is really some serious, weak stuff. Really weak. Uh, I, I admit Justin Fields, we'll find out what he's got. I like the fact that Justin Fields has proven me wrong to this point because I didn't think he'd be that great of a quarterback. He's got a very good instinct. He's a winner. He can win you games, but he's done it more with athleticism than he has with his arm and his smart. So let's see how much he's grown when he, uh, you know, takes snaps this season. Maybe, maybe, maybe you did pick the right guy finally. Who knows? But <laughs> you've got to suddenly start pounding your chest because it's Jordan Love. You know, okay, that's fine. I, I'm going to ask you, to show me all your Super Bowl trophies. Come on. No, let's, let's, come on. 85, let's, come on. Come on. You had your reign in, in the mid-80s. After that, you've had a couple of good teams. You made it to the Super Bowl once. You got beat in the rain against Peyton Manning and company. A tremendous Super Bowl, known more so for Prince being at the halftime show than for your team being in the game. So I'll go along with that. But come on, man. <laughs> come on. 877-867-1670-877-1620. Um, yeah, let's see here. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, Jason said it's been pitching, defense, and the Yelich show for the for the Brewers, which is pretty much it. I agree with you. Um, the Bears roster not great. They will hang their sorry heads yet again this season. That's from Rick. And Rick, by the way, says, hey, don't forget, you know, Justin Fields, he's 5-20 and 20 as a starter. 5-20. and 20. He, he, he has won some games. He has kept them in games. There you go. There you go. All right. Two hours down, two to go. Stay tuned. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. 
got a lot. I give Justin Fields credit. I'm not going to harp on the Justin Fields bandwagon of negativity. Come on, man. I, I think he's been better than what's expected. Hang in there. Hang in there. We got more coming up right on right on there.